0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. And we continue to stream stories of leadership, entrepreneurship, how people are creating success in this economy. And every week, we like to check in with Mark Furman, Director, Shareholder of Tarlow, Breed, Hart, and Rogers, for our legal segment, Entrepreneurship and the Law. Welcome back, Mark.
1: Hi, Jeffrey. Great to be with you. Hey, to be with you, too.
0: Mark, uh, can't stress enough how important the law is for entrepreneurs. What's Our topic du jour.
1: Well, I wanted to talk about getting uh, legal advice before you make critical decisions as opposed to talking to your lawyer after uh, a situation has blown up into a legal problem because I'm all about seeing if you can prevent legal problems from happening. Um, Much easier to prevent them than to solve them once the situation has become explosive. So consult your lawyer early. The challenge, I think, for some people is when their lawyer tells them that they shouldn't do something that they want to do. And, um, and the importance of it, I think, is whether or not you have trust in your lawyer. <clears throat> And the advice that they they give you, and uh, if you don't, you may be tempted to talk to a different lawyer, and maybe see if you can find a lawyer who will tell you what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear, because a lawyer's job is to not whisper sweet nothings into a client's ear and tell them what they want to hear. Their job is to try to protect them legally, and so that at times in a situation, particularly an emotional situation where <clears throat> a client feels wrong, you know, it can create a little bit of a conflict. And, uh, but if lawyer one is telling you one thing and lawyer two is telling you another, I, <clears throat> you know, I'd be very concerned and, um, you know, if you have, it's important to have long-term relationships with people that you trust. Um, You know, we have a situation in our, um, with former President Trump that he's got a variety of legal advice from a variety of sources. And so that's like an extreme example of um, getting lawyers or having lawyers provide you with their thoughts that are diametrically opposed to each other and um so i just use that as an example of um you know making sure that you have a trusting relationship with your advisors your lawyer in particular here, so that you really trust their advice. Nothing wrong with getting a second opinion if the situation merits it. But um, it's you—you know—you also don't want to go lawyer shopping for an opinion that suits your, you know, your own instinct at a particular moment.
0: Well, Mark, that goes two ways. Not only. Can entrepreneurs, because I see them from the other side, they talk to me about their attorneys uh, start shopping for someone who says what they want to hear, but then there's the pressure to get the lawyer to change their opinion, to comply with what you're saying. And sometimes attorneys do that as well. Not all. I know what you're like. Uh, you don't do that very often or at all. Uh, But some lawyers do because they don't want to jeopardize the client relationship or things like that, too. And I think that that's a problem long term because lawyers will give it with a caveat. I don't agree with this, but if this is the way you want to do it, uh, we will try. And that can be problematic as well. You know, entrepreneurs don't like to be disagreed with. If you look at the personality type, a lot are ADD. A lot of them are controlling. These are good qualities sometimes in an entrepreneur. They're used to getting their way. They're stubborn. Uh, And so they're always looking for a legal team that's going to see the world and work in the world the way they do. As you say, we have an ex-president that tries to do that. And, you know, in some ways, he's been very successful at that his whole career.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, clients don't always take legal advice there's no question about that but um you know if a lawyer feels strongly enough um you know you're supposed to represent the client and as long as it's not something unethical or so extreme that you just refuse to be involved the way lawyers handle it is they confirm their advice in writing and, um, and then represent the client um, to the best of their ability. So there's no, there's no problem with that, that, that I see, as long as it's something ethical. Um, but, um, you know, that email comes in handy when uh, it hits the fan and the client's strategy blows up in their face
0: right and you know just to add to that uh not necessarily with the attorney but if a client disagrees with the attorney and the client writes notes to their executive team that may not be in agreement with the attorney isn't that also potentially admissible at some point because they're writing it to staff members or partners
1: yeah and they're not communicating legal advice then they're, it's if they're not communicating to their um, core group, legal advice of the lawyer, they're not privileged. If they so, if I, if I uh, give a client legal advice and they communicate the legal advice to their core group, then uh, there's a strong argument for privilege. So what? let me
0: do a scenario for entrepreneurs, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, You give me some uh, perspective on something, and I write my partner a letter, and I go, I've been talking to Mark. This is what he's recommending. This is what I'm thinking of doing. Is that admissible?
1: Um, Well, I think if there's a difference between what I'm recommending and uh, what you're thinking of doing, uh, the part about what you're thinking of doing uh, is, is probably uh, discoverable and potentially admissible as, a, uh, as an admission, although provided you do it. You know, if you don't do it, then it's not so clear. But, you know, these things get very technical. So if there's an email... I've been talking to Mark and he said the part about what he said is privileged as long as it's not published outside the company and stays within that core group. But the part that then begins, but what I'm thinking of doing is why that part is not privileged. That's, so, why,
0: I, that's why I said it to you the way I did. And I think a lot of people... Who run businesses do that and they'll start to think on paper or i call it paper by texting or emailing and my feeling is you, you, you got to keep that to a face-to-face discussion uh with whomever you want to talk to
1: yes it, you know it can be it i mean a lot of people sort of think out loud and when it's reduced to uh, you know an email or a text um it's it's usually not helpful to the to the uh, client's position because you know certain types of claims have um intent as relevant so what's the party's intent in taking a particular course of action so it's one way the other side can prove intent right an intent defraud and attempt to <laughs> engage in um, unfair or deceptive conduct, you know, so I, I forget the old saying, never, never uh, speak when you can nod, never, <clears throat> I, f- I forget the line. Geez, uh, you when had you, me, on just, up, I'm not
0: even used to it.
1: But just... Just assume that anything that you put in writing at any time will be read by an adverse party um, or could appear on the front page of, um, you know, a TV station or Wall Street Journal, New York Times, whatever.
0: If if anybody's ever been in a deposition, they know that you're correct in that. And it's amazing what people can dig up. Uh, Mark. The rules for entrepreneurship are so important uh, and the laws that apply to entrepreneurs. If someone's looking uh, for more advice and needs to speak with you, how do they find you?
1: I can be reached at mfurman, F-U-R-M-A-N at dot com.
0: Well, thank you again, Mark. And hopefully your cough will be a little bit better next week. Remind everybody this is radio entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship in the law. And we'll be right back after this break.